1: Well, Little Raw Feeders, I'm Dee mercer at the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company. Well, Your Pets Health is our business and we're friends. <laughs> we don't let friends feed kibble. Well, it's Friday, end of the week, and that means it is Dr. Judy Jasek Day. Good morning, Dr. Jasek. <coughs> oh, good morning.
0: This is always a nice way
1: to wrap up the week. Oh, isn't it, though? <laughs> Goodbye, week. <laughs> Goodbye, week. <laughs> Send it, send it on its way. That's right. <laughs> send it. Goodbye now. No, uh, you know we we see a lot of uh crap going on in the marketplace, don't we, Doctor Jason? I mean, I I wonder, uh, how marketing companies is there like a a, a clause that says you have this much leeway to lie. You can just lie this much if you just kind of tell the truth, you can skew it. I mean there's really nobody out there that's that's making sure you don't lie, is there?
0: No, there's really not. I don't even think there's you can just lie this much i It appears to me they can lie just as much as they want <laughs> and get away with it it's 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 mind boggling to me, you know what how how marketing has become so manipulative and, you know, it's just so clearly just profit-driven, you know, these companies, you know, that we're going to talk about some foods that, you know, that they're not, they're not interested in, in pet health, you know, they're just interested in capturing a, a market share. And, you know, like when it comes to some of these kibble diets, we've been talking about, they know people like to feed kibble because it's, It's convenient. It's what they're used to. It's what the vets recommend. So they just do a little creative marketing. And, and I think what gets me is they don't even change the formulas on their food, like hardly at all. And then they'll just slap another marketing claim on them. And they're pretty much all the same aside from maybe one or two additions.
1: Yeah, it, it blows my mind. Today, we're going to talk about this food called Ketona. Ketona, um, you know, you deal a lot with cancer, right? You we've talked a lot about cancer, um, and one of the reasons that people feed raw is for the lower carbs. Okay, that's just one that we talk about. So, what it appears to me when we look at this ketona they're using the the keto natural name okay they're using it's keto it's low carbs and yet it's a kibble so they're trying to say this is a low carb kibble and really as i look around on the site dr jacek i see how they are trying to push that now i can't really tell how much pea protein and green peas and oat hulls are in this food because all that's in it is chicken pea protein ground pea hulls i mean ground peas and oat hulls this is in their uh chicken one and yet they put the protein at 46 the fat at 16 and the moisture at 10 i'm like how did they put 10% moisture in here okay whatever it's a dry food but dr jacek there's no freaking way that this is 46 percent animal protein
0: no no they're 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 using the the they're they're or they're figuring the the plant protein into the total so they're counting i think what they're doing is they're counting those because peas do have protein peas are a seed really so they're a little bit higher in protein. I don't know how much protein hulls have. I wouldn't think that much, but, but they're counting that as protein, not carbs. To me, those ingredients are all carbs and they shouldn't, dogs shouldn't be, shouldn't be eating them. They're still going to be, you know, higher on the glycemic schedule, um, or glycemic scale. And, uh, they're, they're basically still breaking down into sugar in the bloodstream. They're not the animal protein that dogs need to be healthy. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, that that's how a lot of these companies, they calculate their protein level. It's based on the plant proteins, you know, wheat and corn and things like that. They all have protein in them. So they put that into the, into the protein calculation. They count them as more protein and not carbohydrate and ICM is carbohydrate. And they're not a species appropriate protein. They're not a healthy protein is not protein, you know, you know, protein from plants is they're good for some species, but it's not what dogs are meant to eat. They need that to be healthy. They have to have the animal protein.
1: So they'll say it's less than 5% digestible carbohydrates. And he says that's 90% less than other super premium brands. So right there, it tells you that all oh, the kibble's crab. But then he says it's twice as much animal-based protein. Now, they don't give a number on this. Uh, he says that it's a complete amino acid profile and twice the protein of our competitors.
0: What is 90% less carbohydrate compared to a diet that's you know, so high in carbohydrate, it still doesn't mean it's good. Maybe under, you know, you can manipulate the numbers to make it sound better than another kibble. But if you're using other kibble is, is your, like your, your parameter for how good your, um, your product is like you, you don't, you got nowhere to go, but up, you know, it doesn't have to be a good food to be better than most kibbles. And it's, still a kibble. To me, they cannot have a low carb. It's impossible that they're inherently mostly, uh, mostly carbohydrate. And, and, you know, another thing, so this came out of this, you know, keto, there's this keto pet sanctuary where they did all this research on the, um, you know, creating ketosis in pets. They were doing, ketogenic diet and hyperbaric oxygen and having this amazing success in treating cancer patients by getting them into ketosis. And they were doing that with a fresh food diet, but they were not balanced diets. Um, they were actually like, they would say, just, you know, you could just go feed hamburger from the store. You can get, and like, if you go on like the keto pet site, And they have recipes there. And the recipes, basically you pick a protein, you pick a fat and you pick a vegetable. And I think there's, maybe they throw in some other, recommend some other supplements or something. It is not a balanced diet, not by a long shot. It will get your pet into ketosis, which is their claim. And from a purely research perspective, you know, if they just want to get pets into ketosis and see what the effects of that are on cancer, sure, you can do it. But for long-term If you're not feeding a balanced diet, those pets health is, it's still going to suffer even though they're getting them into, into ketosis, you know, it probably was better than what the pets were eating before, but those are not balanced diets. And now this is just, they are just jumping on the kibble, kibble bandwagon. And these are expensive diets. I can't believe people would pay these prices for a diet. That's just crap.
1: Well, if you if you look at the ingredients, you have three ingredients, maybe four that you know what they are, right? I'm looking at their salmon one, salmon, salmon meal, pea protein, and ground green peas. Then you start looking at everything else. And these are your synthetic vitamins. That is a big clue to our pet parents. You do not want to be feeding all of the synthetic vitamins. Why would you have to put all of that in there? If in fact, It was as Mother Nature intended, which is what the verbiage they use, they say up here in their product description, just like Mother Nature intended. No, Mother Nature did not make kibble. Again, when you look at the marketplace, what do people want? They want a healthy dog food for their dogs in a kibble form. That's what they want. They want that to be able to just pour it out of the bag. They're not familiar with the studies that say 98% of all illnesses that have come from a pet food to human uh, illness, right? Pet food is coming from the dry kibble. It is not coming from the raw. And yet that is the thought, that is the myth, that is the narrative, that is the story that is being told. And it's huge. And this is so somebody came in and they said, well, i tell you what, we're going to put no corn in here, no wheat, no soy, no potato, no rice, no barley, no sweet potato. And we're going to put four ingredients and we're going to jack up the protein and jack up the fat in here because they look at studies that say, why are kibble fed dogs always hungry? And they do quote this. So you can look at the resources. They have that in this food. Dogs are hungry because they're eating high carbs, right? They're always hungry. They're not satiated. So what they do? They jacked up the fat in this. And I got to wonder, Dr. Jacek, would we see an increase in pancreatitis with this type of food? If in fact, as Dr. Brady talks about in his book, as you and I have talked about it, we see m- the majority of pancreatitis coming from Cooked fats in kibble food.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the process. It's the processed fats that are are bad. Fat, fresh fat. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, saturated animal fats, which is what I usually recommend. If we're going to add in any additional fat, are are very healthy, and I never see those causing pancreatitis. Most every pancre tr- true pancreatitis case cases. I, I see. I think that gets misdiagnosed a lot these days, but the true cases where the dogs are really, really sick, those are the kibble fed dogs. And it's because all of these kibble ingredients, including the processed fats that they're inflammatory, you, you know, fats are not has any nutrient. They're not meant to be processed to this degree. And you process to this degree where you put them in these nice little kibbles that don't even look like real food you have no idea what nutrition remains and and what's there could very well be toxic especially when it when it comes to the fats that's why they have to put all these other nutrients in there because they don't know what what's coming out of that product nutritionally so then they dump the equivalent of a synthetic multivitamin in there just to make it look good on the label but it's it's boy it's not good it's not good for your pets
1: So their white papers that they have out are um, scientific advisory committees of keto natural pet foods. Hmm. So I don't know about that. I mean, I would think that we would want uh, uh, an advisory committee that has nothing to do with the sale of your product. You sent me another cancer diet that they're out there marketing their butts off with. And this is the Hills new cancer diet. And um my gosh, Dr. Jasek, the ingredients in this don't look like anything that I would put a dog that has cancer on. I no. mean
0: and it's and it's they're very similar to their other foods too. There really isn't much difference except for the label. And the sad thing is, you know, most most vets now just tell people well, nutrition doesn't matter. For a cancer patient. And most people know, like that can't really be true, right? Like nutrition has to matter. Well, now, conveniently, they have a prescription diet to send them home on. So, like, they their vets that still don't have to think about nutrition or learn anything about nutrition. They can just send them home with this bag of food, and people think they're doing the absolute best for their pet. And the, you know, the vets can make a recommendation. Oh, and make money selling the food too. And it's, it's just as carb heavy and as horrible as all these other diets, you have to really, really read these ingredients. Don't just believe the marketing. It it baffles me that so many people and veterinarians, they just listen to the marketing spiel. And we've talked about this sales reps go in, they have a, a script that they, that they tell the vets and then the vets believe it. they don't even look at the look at the label on, on the foods. You know, I bring the, I bring up food labels with people all the time and say, do you know what's really, have you read the label? And they're like, no, I didn't read the label. Just my vet recommended it. And you know, they're trusting their veterinarian, that they're a medical professional and they're giving them good advice. Um, But these foods are awful and they are just gonna, they're going to do so much more harm than good. They're going to end up killing cancer patients because now people aren't going to be, looking for other alternatives, they're going to be like, oh, well, wow, there's this great, you know, prescription diet, exactly what my pet needs, you know, um, to, for its, its cancer therapy. And they're, they're, people are really being duped into believing that this is good for their pets.
1: If you see in the ingredients, um, well, we've got, there's so many ingredients in this Hills new cancer diet. Um, but here are some that are just horrible besides all of them, but chicken liver flavor. Okay. Yeah. Chicken liver flavor. Uh, you've got pork liver flavor. You have uh corn gluten meal, all of the synthetics in here that you can imagine, right? Uh, a very long list of those. But I'm just like, why, what would a vet say if I said, Okay, my dog has cancer. We don't want to feed the cancer. Uh, we want to feed the body. Could you talk to me, um, Doctor Whitecoat, about what in this diet is specifically helping my dog with cancer? I wonder what they would say. What yeah. well, what in this they, formulation? They added uh, L-carnitine to it. That's
0: probably what they'll say. It has extra L-carnitine, which you know when you hear things like that it's just another synthetic supplement. I don't even remember what their justification is. I just remember that was one of their, they had like a couple little additives that, you know, make this unique for cancer patients. So they'll give the vets a couple, they meaning the sales reps are going to give the vets a couple of keywords to use that sound really good. Well, it's got L-carnitine in it and that's good for, you know, it's like it's higher protein or whatever their little spiel is, but it's just another synthetic nutrient and it isn't going to do your pet's, any, any good whatsoever.
1: In all of your years of treating cancer patients, have you ever added in L-carnitine? No, no,
0: not something. Because, because why? Because I recommend meat-based diets and guess where it occurs naturally in meat. So we don't have to supplement with amino acids like that if we're feeding a meat-based diet because it's going to have them in their natural form in the correct balance and ratios that nature intended. The reason pets get so screwed up nutritionally, I think, is because diets like this, you know, there's a a human on a computer looking at, you know, some algorithm and putting together these different nutrients in like what are supposed to be the right, right proportions and the right amounts for pets, but they're all synthetic and these ingredients are meant to be, to work synergistically and for the pet to ingest them in, in, in their natural form, the form they occur in nature. You know, I mean, how many times have you heard, have you heard about a wolf pack getting in trouble for grazing on, you know, a farmer's cornfield? You know, no, they're killing the cattle. <laughs> That's what they're meant to eat. You know, what do, what do carnivores eat in the wild? They're not out there, you know, in the, in the grain fields or in the cornfields. They're, they're killing the gritters because that's what their natural diet is. I mean, we just have to look, just look at it logically. What what would a dog eat in the wild? It, it's not corn gluten meal and pork liver. What is pork liver flavor anyway? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I read that and it's like, what does that mean? And And why would you have to flavor like liver? Like, shouldn't liver just, You know, dogs should like it because it's liver. Like, why do you need pork liver flavor? I mean, that
1: sounds disgusting to me. Exactly. It's, I mean, (laughs) any flavors, we don't need flavors for dogs. They don't need flavors in food, right? They uh, will adjust if you pull them off of the foods that have all those flavors in them, all those sugars in them, they will adjust to the raw food because that's what they're made to eat. Um, and some people say, Well, my dogs won't eat the raw. If they're coming off of a high sugary item, you may be right. They may not eat it right away. You've got to work with them. Um, this is interesting though, Dr. Jason. When I look up L-carnitine, um in the issue or possibly effective for it says. Kidney failure, but listen to this: It says the FDA has approved giving L-carnitine by IV, but not by mouth for kidney failure. Um, so that's that's very interesting. Uh, but they say in this overview from WebMD, what would L-carnitine possibly be effective for? Well, chest pain, heart failure. Kidney failure, which I just read, um, swelling or inflammation of the heart, which is actually myocarditis. Um, so, nothing in here that I am reading is for cancer. Uh, nothing in here that I'm reading is for health. And yet, they put this L carnitine in this food. Now, they do see it's a chemical that's made in the human brain. Liver and kidneys that helps the body turn fat into energy. Um, but again, why why are we adding that into the food and then saying that this is something that's great for a cancer, a cancer food? See, this is this is stuff that just drives me insane.
0: Right it it makes no sense. And you know, the best way to get the body you know to burn fat instead of sugar. Is you stop feeding the sugar. I mean, that's you know, people ask me about a keto diet, or you know, because they you know, keto has gotten really big on the human side. Lots of people have heard about it. and like, what about a keto diet for pets? And I tell people the the most important, you know, um part of that keto diet is you have to stop the processed carbohydrates. Once you do that, the blood sugar is naturally gonna drop and the body is gonna start burning. More fat because the the sugar isn't there. If you stop feeding the sugar, the body is going to start burning something else. And the the majority of the cells in the body can burn fat, and it's actually a more efficient fuel. So you start to get the cells in the body to do that transition. That's why pets sometimes they 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 don't want to To go right to the raw, if they've been eating clearly they've been eating kibble for years, because it's a huge metabolic shift. There, the body has to learn to use nutrients differently, and so it sometimes takes a little. You have been people; they talk about the keto flu, which is like they just feel crummy because their body, you know, is is addicted to the sugar. Basically, it's like I think a withdrawal from carbohydrates. And it's this huge metabolic shift. Plus I think, you know, detox, if you come off of eating a bunch of toxic ingredients and your body's gonna kick all those out and you start burning fat, you actually start burning body fat and fat stores a lot of toxins. So for pets that are, especially ones that are a little chubby, eating a processed kibble diet, which is full of toxins, you start breaking down some of that body fat. Yeah, they're not gonna feel so good. But, mm-hmm. but you have to work through that with them. So that that's just to say there are reasons why pets might not just want to jump right on the rod. Now, most do. Most patients that I transition to raw, they're like, wow, this is like the best thing ever. Finally, my human figured out how to feed me real food and, and they're all about it. But some of them, and especially if they have other medical conditions, um, they're not going to feel good coming off the carbs. And you just, you have to, support them in that and, and encourage them and make sure the food's a little bit warm or, you know, um, add some bone broth or some other things that maybe makes the food a little bit more enticing and, you know, easier on the, easier on the stomach just, just because it's, it's different. They, they might not have enough acid production in their stomach to properly break down the raw because the kibble has screwed up their normal digestion till that acid kicks into gear. They're not going to break it down really well. So maybe they need a little, little digestive support. So those, those things can happen, but I I can guarantee once they come off of those carbs, man, they're just going to feel so much better and, and do so much better. But That's the key thing that you need to look for on the labels. If it's if it has, you know, peas, pea proteins or the grains, corn, wheat, anything that says gluten or meal or any of that stuff. It's just it's just crap. Don't don't feed that stuff. That's the most important concept of the keto diet is get off of those Process carbohydrates, then you're ninety percent there, then, if you want to add in a little extra fat um you can i I've done some like measured keto diets in pets, but it's it's a pain you know people don't like to poke their own pet because you have to check the blood, you have to check the ketone levels and the glucose levels um I've done it myself actually because I kind of ate pretty much keto myself. Um, but you know, it's, it's a pain. I I think people do it so that they can cheat. Like, can, well, I can eat just a half a bagel Will my blood sugar go (laughs) up.
1: You'll know how
0: many carbs can I really, can I have that glass of wine and it not, you know, take me out of ketosis or whatever, but in a dog, if you're not feeding, you know, the dogs aren't driving by the donut shop. Like, Oh, I really want a Krispy Kreme, you know, this morning. And you know, if if you're feeding them a diet that doesn't have these carbs, you're 90% of the way there. I mean, and then, like I said, you could, you could add in a little extra fat, you know, healthy, saturated animal fat if you wanted to, but I, I don't even think, you know, that's necessary. It, it can help with, I think, satiation and it's a great source of vitamin D, you know, having learned recently through Dr. Collin that, you know, that maybe vitamin D supplementation isn't the best idea Um, that's having me rethink that, but the best natural source of vitamin D are the saturated animal fats because it's a fat soluble vitamin. You want the fat soluble vitamins. You got to feed fat. And I think we, we, we need to get over this fat phobia too in our, our culture. Everything has to be low fat, low fat, low fat. And it's, it's not the fat content. It's the type of fat. You don't want any of these, you know, Vegetable oils, especially in a food, that really makes me cringe. I see a kibble with like canola oil in it or something. I mean, those oils are toxic to begin with, and then you process them into a kibble, and good who knows what kind of toxic, you know, chemical your pet's ingesting it at that point. But if you're feeding things in their natural form, I think the chance of of toxicity goes way down. Then it's just a matter of, or it's almost non-existent, and it's just a matter of making sure that things are balanced out, right? The right proportions of the ingredients.
1: I was reading Dr. Paul Saladino, who's the carnivore MD, right? For people. And he was saying um, he is not a fan of ketogenic diets for people. And he said, you know, in in his email, he said, now listen, uh, this email has gotten a bunch of carnivore and keto panties in a bunch. Those are his words, which I thought was hilarious. He said, "Long-term ketogenic diets are really going to affect the hormonal health um, on uh, in men, right? So maybe your sex drive is, has dropped uh, because your T3 goes low." And but he said, "What he did was, you know, he said I was a huge keto uh, guy." And then he starts, you know, looking at his body and what's happening. He said, but he had to include back into his diet, some carbohydrates. Now, what he does, honey, raw goat's milk. He does a lot of organs. He does, you know, obviously um, real um, meat. You know, he does a lot of, of, of hunts out there. But he said... He's not a fan, and he said this when I had him on the podcast, he's not a fan of carbohydrates that come from the stem, the root, the leaf, or the seed of plants, because he says these are going to come with a bunch of defense chemicals. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, if you're going to get your carbohydrates, and he prefers to get the least toxic sources of carbohydrates, which is fresh fruit juice okay so it's a real you know you're you're putting your fruit in a juicer fresh fruit juice honey maple syrup and raw milk interesting huh Hmm. yeah yeah because it seems like those would be
0: like well definitely i mean like the fruit juice i mean you know there's so many you could go back and forth on some of these diet philosophies forever, but there's a lot of people that say, Oh, well that fruit juice, you know, it's just like eating, you know, meeting table sugar once it's juice because you don't have the, you know, you don't have the fiber in it. But but I think, you know, I think too, I think the reason that there's so many opinions on diet is everybody's different. Like, yeah, a keto type diet isn't going to be right for everybody. I mean, I feel really good eating, a high fat diet but i eat a lot of veggies too i mean i eat a lot of greens and and stuff like that but and i'm very very active i know what my body does best on and i think i think that gets lost in some of these diet philosophies and i think it's you know somewhat true for pets like we start with a foundational diet principle but then you have to look at the individual pet and i think people you know need to pay attention to their bodies too and what they feel Best on like I I don't think I'd feel good. I'm really sensitive to like sugars, and I if I eat like eating a lot of fruit, even I just don't feel good when I eat sugars. And so if I was drinking fruit juice and eating more honey, I probably wouldn't feel very good doing that. But it works for him, you know. That's that's great, and and I've heard that argument too about the plants. You know, they have defense mechanisms in them, but I think it, it's variety too. You know, you eat lots of different things. You don't just eat a uh, preponderance of one, one sort of, you know, one sort of plant. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody's different. You have to, I think, be able to tune into your own body and do what you you feel best on as long as it's, you know, healthy. I mean, Fruit Loops and Doritos aren't going to be healthy no matter how good you feel after you eat
1: them. <laughs> right and i think the, that most people when they move and we see this in the dogs too but when they just move in that direction like what dr paul's saying i mean you are eliminating so many processed foods and that's really where the problem lies yeah. right so he is very he's honing this in he um surfs 2 to 3 hours every day and he said sometimes he gets 300 plus grams of carbohydrates in 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 his diet but they're coming from fruit raw milk maple syrup honey mm-hmm. and uh he said he, he you know he's not a fan of oats or wheat uh because those plants have a lot of defense chemicals like gluten lectins mm-hmm. phytic acid which causes a lot of issues and we know that in people and pets so yeah there's there's a lot of different opinions out there for sure Um, and, and again, it is testing it out in your body, testing it out in your dog's body for a long enough time that you can see what works. And then maybe you've got to tweak it. Maybe you've got to add more fat, like what we were talking about. But if we're going to do fat guys, we don't want it in a kibble form. We just don't want it in a kibble form. We don't want flavorings. We don't want a bunch of synthetics. And if you look at these foods, especially the Hills brand. Um, these are packed with synthetics. Now, Dr. Jasek, I have to ask you, did you ever go through the Hills Veterinary Food Academy? Did you ever go through that?
0: Ah, uh, no, I can't say that I have.
1: Well, you know <laughs> they have it. You know they have it.
0: I think I have heard about it, yeah. But no, I've I've never gone through the through the
1: academy. Yeah, it's it's it, they they promote this as one site, one solution for educating the entire veterinary team. Mm-hmm. Now, now I would I would love that if I went into a vet and they said, your dog has cancer and we're going to put him on that stuff that we just read with all that crap in it. And we're going to say, wow, did you go through the Hills Veterinary Academy? <laughs> then. I'm certain that you can answer the question, how does pork liver flavoring aid my dog in cancer? Pick out any of those ingredients. How does this aid my dog Mm -hmm. in cancer? Because don't we want the cleanest body possible so nothing feeds the cancer, nothing irritates the cancer? I, I just, I never hear... People going in and asking these questions because you know, I would love the answer. I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: why would you have to flavor a food? I mean, why, if you're feeding a natural food for a dog, why do you have to flavor it? To me, if there's flavoring in it, it's because the food isn't going to taste good if they don't put the flavoring in. So they can make a plant based food and flavor it like
1: liver. Well, I don't know. Maybe just feed liver instead. Maybe that would be better. Oh my gosh, know. you just come up with the most <laughs> sensical I mean, you're just too sensical. why? why? What made you so sensical? We're in a nonsensical world, don't you know? Yeah, I know,
0: but you yeah, know nothing not not much makes sense in this world anymore Some of the some of the stuff I hear all
1: right, so since we're talking about flavorings and since we're talking about uh you know what dogs like to lick and eat i got this i got this email yesterday and i want to run it by you this is one of our customers my dog has recently started licking human skin incessantly do you have any thoughts regarding why she is doing this my guess is that she has some sort of mineral deficiency in her raw meat diet what say you, Miss Sensical, Dr. Judy Jasek?
0: <laughs> well, you know, the first thing I thought of <laughs> was like, um, you know, my dogs used to lick my skin like crazy every time I put lotion on, you know, like well, maybe just there's something on the skin that it likes the taste of, like, you know, and it might like the salt. I mean, maybe, you know, I think they do sometimes like that salty taste, but it, when I hear that, Especially if it's skin, I doubt that it's a deficiency. It's more like speaking of flavors, <laughs> just like the flavor of whatever coming out of those skin pores or whatever they're putting on their skin. That's that's what I think. I, I I wouldn't look at that as any sort of nutritional deficiency.
1: No, and and we did pose the question back uh, because that that would be the uh, natural assumption on our side would be what's in the skin or on the skin. Uh, If if there's no lotion or things like that, that you're using, maybe it's new soap. I don't know. But the other thing was, are you taking any medications? Are you taking, you know, have you had any pharmaceuticals? You got anything going in your body new, right? And he did say he has upped his mineral content. He's taking supplements for minerals. And so, you know, we're like, well, I don't know, maybe that's coming out of the skin. If you can correlate the time, maybe, maybe it's coming out of the skin. And uh, I don't know, maybe you want to try adding a little, a little, and I'm talking a pinch, a pinch of Celtic sea salt to your dog's food. See if that stops it. I don't know, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it would be that they're seeking out some sort of, you know, mineral, um, that they're not getting in their body. You know, the, the one thing that people tend to believe is that dogs will sniff out a bad batch and then will will eat. And I, and I always say, I wish that was true. I wish that our dogs and cats could sniff something and know I'm not supposed to eat that. Like xylitol in gum like uh rat poisonings like antifreeze right like uh monsanto sprays don't eat the grass that has those but they don't or we wouldn't have to pick that stuff up they will eat that stuff they will eat medications that they're not supposed to eat if they're dropped on the floor
0: i mean dogs eat kibble it's just Toxic as anything, like that's not good for them because they put enough pork liver flavoring in it so that they like it. You know, that's how they get dogs to eat these crappy diets. But yeah, dogs eat all kinds of stuff that they shouldn't shouldn't eat. They're natural scavengers. They sort of explore their worlds with their mouths. I doubt that they can sniff out a batch of bad food. That's called anthropomorphizing.
1: I'm glad it's you the people said
0: that. that don't, it's the people that don't like
1: the raw food, <laughs> right? Um, you know, do you think there are any good tests out there, Dr. J.C., that would show us that a dog was missing or lacking in certain type of, of minerals? You know, there, there, there are tests out there, but are they valid? Are they, are they useful? And would you recommend any of them?
0: You know, I don't usually recommend those tests because I just don't know if they're valid. You know, I, I mean, going through this whole COVID business on the human side made me really question our our testing. And is it is it accurate? So, you know, you do say a hair test and get, you know, mineral levels. Well, I I really, I don't know anything about that process? How do you accurately measure mineral levels in hair? You're trusting that the lab does. Do they? We don't know. They're saying that they do. And then they're saying that, okay, we're coming up with these deficiencies. You need these supplements. And if you're getting these tests done by companies that also sell supplements, that's a little bit of a red flag to me too, is this more of a of a selling game, but do we really know? And, you know, whenever you're looking at individual nutrients, you know, remember these nutrients all work together. So is just one level, is that significant? How do you know what's the best level for your pet? Maybe there's, you know, different levels that are better for different, for different pets. So I just think there's a lot of variables there. And I, I think it's always, There, I always, always exert caution when we're talking about manipulating singular nutrients like that, because I think we can get into trouble, especially supplementing for singular nutrients, because a, we don't know how bioavailable that supplement's going to be. And these nutrients need to work synergistically with each other. So I tell people take that money that you'd spend on those tests and just put it into a fresh food diet because what's a better, you know, mineral supplement than the ground bone that's in the raw blend. It's, 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 it's all those minerals in the form that mother nature intended. So in my opinion, there couldn't be a better mineral supplement. And maybe there could be an absorption issue in a certain pet or something, but you know, for the most part, that's going to be the best uh the best mineral supplement for them and i so I tend to focus on let's make sure that the diet is correct and not and there's always so many things sometimes like people want to do this testing because they just want the easy fix they wanna what supplement can I give my pet to make it stop itching or stop limping or stop whatever it's doing that that they don't like. And, and if they can find that one thing, then they're like, okay, I'm doing this. But then they don't look at the rest of the picture. What is the pet eating? Is it eating a fresh food diet? Or is it eating kibble? Or are you vaccinating? Are you doing flea and tick and heartworm and all these other chemicals that could be part of the problem, but they want to do testing to find out what the pet's deficient in when they're actually harming the pet's body's ability to even process the nutrients it is getting. It you know it's it's a to me go, jumping right into that kind of testing when you're not correcting the basic management plan and health plan for the pet is totally putting the the cart before the horse and it's going to take you down a road where you're again micromanaging nutrients but if you're poisoning the pet With a flea and tick preventative every month, is that singular supplement really going to help anything? I don't think so. I think it's just a waste of money.
1: All of those minerals and vitamins are in the food. Now, I get it that they keep talking about, you know, the land is void of minerals. The land is void of minerals. And I'm thinking, but we're all walking around eating from the land. The animals Mm -hmm. are walking around eating from the land. And so there is something in there. Is that just a push? Is it just a push so that we will eat lab manufactured food? (laughs) Right. And if you want to know what lab manufactured food looks like, look at Hill's diet (laughs) ingredients. (laughs) No kidding. Is that is that really what you want as a human in your body? We don't even want it in our pet's bodies. Well, somebody does because they're, <laughs> they're a huge corporation, right? Um, but that is what lab manufactured food. And can you imagine how many mistakes that they will make with the lab manufactured food, just like they have made in the dog food, Dr. Jasek? Ah! we just miscalculated that vitamin D. We're sorry that you died. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah, totally. They, They don't, they don't, they don't probably have any idea what, what they're doing as far as like how much, you know, cricket flour does a dog need to be healthy? Again, it's not, it's not a natural food, you know, for a dog, maybe a puppy would see a cricket hopping around and eat it because it's fun to chase it, but it's not a, it's not a species appropriate diet. And that's what we have to go back to is what is the what is the natural diet? What are what are they meant to be eating naturally? Anything that's that's that process that doesn't, anything that doesn't even look like real food probably isn't. I mean, just just use some common sense. I mean, you know, try to eat, you know, dry Wheaties or cornflakes. And that's it three times a day for a month. And how would you feel? I mean, that's basically what you're doing when you're feeding a dog a a kibble diet.
1: Oh, let's, we should put that out there. We should put that out there. We want to challenge our pet parents. All right. (laughs) And maybe they can only go three days. We want you to only eat Wheaties with no milk, nothing, just that morning, noon, and night and then tell us how your teeth feel, how your body feels, how your poop feels. Mhm. How's your sphincter feel today? <laughs> Eat real food. Feed your dogs real food. Feed your cats real food. That doesn't mean kibble that they have jockeyed with to say it's low carbs. Okay? It's still dry. That is one of the biggest things. And if you want to know anything about cancer, Um, And I don't know if you have his book. I think you do, Dr. J.C., Dr. Thomas Cowan's book, uh, Cancer and the Biology of Water. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's talking about one of the things that he really talks about is you need to get your water right. You need to get enough water in your body. It needs to be structured. It needs to be clean if you want to ward off cancer. So when you look at the and that's just one thing, but if you look at the biggest issue, even if it were a low carb, non-synthetic, which it's not, it is a fully synthetic food, that keto uh, diet, it's dry. Okay. That is not going to be good for any kind of cancer, period, bar none. Water is key. Water is key. So We're going to repeat this a million times throughout our time together, you know, on the podcast, but we just, that is one thing that is, it is a hard um, switch in the mind that says you don't feed dry food. You don't feed flavored food. You don't feed food that has synthetics, vitamins, and minerals in it, no matter what the marketing says.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, commercial Raw diets out there too that people, you know, go to pet stores and buy, and they're gonna also have these synthetic ingredients. It's pretty rare to find a diet like yours that doesn't have any. Even, you know, the the because the the raw foods wanna be able to put that, you know, AFCO sign on their on their foods and say that it's complete and balanced, because that's what people want to wanna see on the label. But that's still, it's just marketing. If you understand nutrition and you understand the proper, proper rotation, you don't, you don't need all those synthetics. And the pets are are just so much healthier for it because you're, you're arranging the diet so that you're getting those nutrition, that nutrition in a whole food form. And I think because you're using, you know, animal products have like more of their natural nutrition plants, you know, plants grown in monoculture depleted soils. Yeah. They might not have the nutrients, but I think once an the animals, you know, you know, eat the plants and then they convert the plants into their body tissue. I think you're way more likely to have the appropriate nutrients from an, an animal source product than you are from a plant source product.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Dr. Jasek, you are still doing consulting via telemedicine. I mean, via Zoom, via the telephone. How's that going? Are you are you um still working with people all across the country? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's like because I'll be in Florida and then I'll be
0: in Texas, and I might be in Maine, <laughs> or maybe go to Canada.
1: <laughs> We're always looking at how we can help you. Um navigate this crazy world as, as we always talk about in the, in the vet clinic. And I do see new vet clinics popping up all the time, new as in just more, uh, but not necessarily any different than they currently are. Um, and I have to wonder if that's because there is a huge realization, uh, a huge awakening about toxins that go into the body and if people are going to pull back well where can we get more of that stuff we just go to the dog side right so the people who make the vaccines the pharmaceutical industry there are no dummies; they know where to get the uh extra dollars that maybe they're not getting on the human side which is something that's very frightening and and mm-hmm. should frighten our pet parents to death
0: <laughs> totally yeah, yeah. There's, there's so much money to be made in just doing this, what what would be called preventative medicine in in you know the traditional realm, which I think it just makes pets sick. But the vaccines and the heartworm and the flea and tick and all that, I mean, a clinic could open up just doing that and make a grundle of money because there's huge markups on those things, and the, our culture is so conditioned that that's what. Health is that that isn't health. Those are the things that are keeping our pets sick. And when we realize that and start to turn that around, you know, honestly, I think you know I've been saying this. I think ninety-five percent of what I treat is poor nutrition and vaccine injury. And if we could feed pets better and stop poisoning their bodies, they'd be fine. I bet most chronic illness that we see would would go away. But that isn't. That isn't good business for the conventional veterinary clinic because they need people coming back in to, you know, keep buying their their medicines and buying their Apoquil and getting their Cytopoint shots or, you know, whatever's going on. Their next metronidazole prescription because their dog has diarrhea. That's what they want is they want repeat customers because if if the interest were truly in health, there'd be a whole different paradigm but there's much more money
1: in disease than, than in health. And it's sad. Well, yeah, they, they, they know that these issues are there. They know these issues are there with the food. They know these issues are there with the drugs, but again, deny, 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 (laughs) Uh, you know, until you can't deny anymore. As, as Dr. Brady would say, you create the information, You You own the information, you own the distribution, you incentivize the distribution, and then you deny, deny, deny when there's problems with all of the above. And that is what we have seen over and over and over again. That is not a model for health. And yet um, we find very few, very few true holistic vets out there, Dr. J.C., people are always asking us, who, who's a holistic vet? You you would think that we would have a gazillion of them, but we don't. They are few and far between. And you have to ask the question, why is that? What is yeah. that? Well, right? you know, it's
0: fear. And I'll tell you the whole thing about licensure. You know, what I've come to realize in the last couple of years here is that having a medical license, it just puts the handcuffs on because it's about control and it's and it's really a big scam, you know, you go to, and I, I don't think it matters whether it's a human medical school, you go become an MD or you go to vet school, you pay all this money, you get this training, and then your reward is this license that allows you to practice. That's the way it's presented. It's really about control. It's really about trying to dictate to you how you practice, what's the standard of care. And that's what veterinarians are afraid of. They're afraid of losing the almighty license. And if we let go of that, and if people, you know, like my practice is a private membership association. So that means that all of our clients are members and we're basically a private club where I could practice without a license I would inform all of our members that, you know, if I ever let go of my license for some reason or another, and and they were still okay with coming to me, they wanted my services. I mean, what's the license? The license is a piece of paper you put up on the wall. That doesn't give me anything except permission, supposedly, to, to practice, but it but it's also very um very restrictive. My my knowledge and my level of expertise has come from my years of experience, not from my license. It has nothing, nothing to do with license. So the whole idea of licensure, I, I just think that's a big scam. It's all about and it's and it's all about control and it's it just creates fear. And it, you know, young vets get out of school, they got a lot of debt, they work so hard, now they have this precious license And I've had many vets say that, well, I'm worried about losing my license if I don't practice, you know, conventionally, we got to get, we got to get past that. If we're going to do more to help pets, you got to stop worrying about the license. And I've been practicing like this for a long time. And I've not ever had any issues, you know, with my state board, because they take good care of my clients. And I know how to provide good communication and people understand what we're doing. And I never have found it to, to be a problem. So I I think the whole idea
1: of, you know, licensure
0: is just, it's just another one of those scams in our
1: culture. They get you coming and going, right? You got to pay big bucks, to go through veterinary school. They're going to indoctrinate you. Uh, they're going to own the information, right? They're going to get that information in you, and then they're going to own you through your license. Right. Wow. Right. Exactly. Wow very smart on their part. I would have to say a very smart business decision. <laughs> if you're, if you're, it's a brilliant marketing,
0: it's brilliant marketing. I mean, truly, you know, truly is, especially now that, you know, you know, pets, you know, people having a hard time being their pets in for care without current vaccines, you know, that's all part of big pharma driving that. Why? So they sell more vaccines. That's, that's the only reason they're, they're sadly, they're not at all interested in in pet health. They're just interested in the, in their bottom line and the decisions being made and the rules and the protocols, those are coming from some muckety muck up in a corporate office somewhere. It's not, it's not coming from the front line. And quite honestly, I don't know how the vets and the techs and, you know, people in the, like these corporate clinics that just push the, you know, all these vaccines and all these medications that make pets so sick, how, how they, can live with that? How they can practice that way? Because they have to see it. How can you not see that pets are just getting sicker and sicker and sicker and coming back in for more and more and more drugs? Like they have, they have to be able to, to see that. And I, I don't know how they can practice that way and go home and sleep at night.
1: Well, I think that this is why your first step um, is to get a second opinion, guys. And this is what Dr. Judy Jasek does brilliantly. You can work with her uh, out of the comfort of your bedroom, right? In your jammies. In your jammies, I'm saying. In I mean, unless j- you want to be on Zoom and you want to
0: look, you know, <laughs>
1: presentable. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which I, I I sell them am on Zoom because it's like, did I put my makeup on today? Right? Did I brush my hair? But uh, get over to AHAVet.com and uh, get a second opinion. You can send dr jasek any blood work you can send um, test results and and let her take a look at that get some fresh eyes on it get a holistic perspective get some other treatment options what are other options that that you have out there and uh, she can help you with that so get over to ahavet.com Get over to Raw Dog Food and Company. Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. I don't care what kind of kibble it is. If it's dry, it is not good for your dog's organs. It is not good for your dog's digestive system. It is not good for their health. You want them on a species-appropriate diet, high moisture, low in the ingredients, meat, bones, organ, and fat. That is really all you need. Get over to Raw Dog Food and Company.com where your pet's health is our business and friends don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just Just snap.